Morning prayer begins on page three. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the sin. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear of my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 18, uh, verse 21, until the end, beginning on page 361. The Lord rewarded me after my righteous dealing. According to the cleanness of my hands did he recompense me. Because I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not forsaken my God, as the wicked doth. For I have an eye unto all his laws, and will not cast out his commandments from me. I was also uncorrupt before him, and eschewed mine own wickedness. Therefore the Lord rewarded me after my righteous dealing, and according unto the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. With the body holy, thou shalt be holy. And with a perfect man, thou shalt be perfect. With the clean, thou shalt be clean. And with the froward, thou shalt be froward. For thou shalt save the people that are in adversity, and shalt bring down the high looks of the proud. Thou also shalt light my candle. The Lord my God shall make my darkness to be light. For in thee I shall discomfit an host of men, and with the help of my God I shall leap over the wall. The way of God is an undefiled way. The word of the Lord also is tried in the fire. He is the defender of all them that put their trust in him. For who is God but the Lord? Or who hath any strength except our God? It is God that girdeth me with the strength of war and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like heart's feet, and setteth me up on high. He teacheth my hands to fight, and mine arms shall bend even a Thou hast given me the defense of thy salvation. Thy right hand also shall hold me up. 
and thy loving correction shall make me great. Thou shalt make room enough under me for to go, that my footstep shall not slide. I will follow upon mine enemies, and overtake them. Neither will I turn again till I have destroyed them. I will smite them, that they shall not be able to stand, but fall thou under my feet. Thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle. Thou shalt throw down mine enemies under me. Mine enemies also to turn their backs upon me, that I shall destroy them that hate me. They shall cry, but there shall be none to help them. Yea, even unto the Lord shall they cry, but he shall not hear them. I will beat them as small as the dust before the wind. I will cast them out as the clay in the streets. Thou shalt deliver me from the strivings of the people, and thou shalt make me the head of the nations. A people whom I have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall feign obedience. The strangers shall fail, and come trembling out of their strongholds. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my strong helper, and praise be the God of my salvation. Even the God that seeth that I be avenged, and subdueth the people unto me. It is he that delivereth me from my cruel enemies, and setteth me up above mine adversaries. Thou shalt rid me from the wicked man. For this cause will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises unto thy name. Great prosperity giveth the end kindness unto David is anointed, and unto his seed for evermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth chapter of the book of Genesis. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went in to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became. Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between you and me. So Abram said to Sarai, Indeed your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from, and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly, so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael 
because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees. For she said, Have I also here seen him who sees me? Therefore the well was called Beer Lahairoi. Observe, it is between Kadesh and Barad. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram, Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was eighty-six years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus asks on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Martin there, and came to the region of Judea by the other side of the Jordan. And multitudes gathered to him again, and as he was accustomed, he taught them again. The Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife, testing him? And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said to them, Because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them men, male and female. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. In the house, his disciples also asked him again about the same matter. So he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Then they brought little children to him, that he might touch them. He saw it, he was greatly displeased, and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Here endeth the second lesson. The shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath made, raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who has taught us that all our doings without charity are nothing worth, send thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee, Grant this for thy only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We have in this sort of unfolding narrative of Abraham yet a further challenge to the to the faith of Abraham. We remember again that back in chapter 12, God has told Abraham to leave his home and his family. He's restated the promise of land and descendants. And now we we get in this chapter the the extended inability of of Sarai to have children. And that's a problem if God has promised you a bunch of descendants and your wife doesn't have any children, uh, uh, you know, we have a problem here. And so the story, it's our, it's our, um, it's the background for the epistle we will have on the uh, fourth Sunday in Lent. And St. Paul uses this story as a kind of symbolic way of, of highlighting the, um, and the attempt to, um, please God by legalistic observance of moral rules. Uh, Isaac, 
who will be born uh, in a few chapters to uh, to Abraham and uh, Sarai, then Sarah, and uh, represents the promise of faith. And Hagar, with her son Ishmael, represents uh, what Saint uh, Saint Paul calls the the, sort of the, the children of bondage. <clears throat> and the, the essential thing in the story is that faced with the difficulty of trusting God and believing in His Word even though you don't understand how it's going to come to pass, um, Abraham instead decided, well, let's do it our way. And the, the way you've got, you, did a ch you got a child in the ancient world, an heir, uh, it was possible for a slave woman belong to you to have a child for you, and then that child would be the heir. <clears throat> so Abraham is, and, and Sarai, Abram and Sarai um, try to solve the problem their own way. And when they do that, they just create a host of other problems, uh, um, not, not the least of which is the entire Near Eastern conflict <laughs> that still with us today. But um, and and yet and yet God says that will not be uh, that's not the way He's going to fulfill the promise to Abraham. This is why Ishmael is not the heir of the promise. Not but God has mercy on Hagar when she runs away. Caesar. <clears throat> make certain promises for Ishmael, but God has promised to Abraham the son through Sarai, and that's going to be the fulfillment of the promise. And so in our lives of faith, trusting God and his word seems the sense of that word, therefore is the is the epitome of, of genuine faith. <clears throat> and when we don't trust God, what we we lean on our own sort of human and fleshly understanding, we begin to make allowances or ways to make it easier for us to try to fulfill the, the word of God. And this is what we get in that New Testament lesson in the debate with the Pharisees. Um, th there was an allowance in the, in the Torah for divorce, but Jesus restates the point that that was not God's will from the beginning. And, but that's what we do as human beings. We want to fulfill God's will on our own. We, we, well, well, we'll, We'll make this allowance, make this allowance, and here's a way <clears throat> we, we make all these allowances that we can justify ourselves, and we can say we've generally kept the law. And the point of it, of the law, St. Paul is making in Galatians in the argument with uh, using this story as a, as a kind of symbol, symbol, is that the purpose of the moral law is first to show us that we can't keep it, to bring us to repentance. And so the, the, the proper pattern of the Christian life is to encounter the fullness of the demands of love, love for God fully, love for neighbor fully, to realize we have not fulfilled that, to, to come in repentance, receive continually and progressively the grace of forgiveness and the grace of the Spirit to now go out and begin to love in a new way. What the human tendency is to see the, the difficulty moral law and to develop rules and exceptions. <laughs> so I can say, yeah, I'm generally good or I'm better than he or she. Uh, and so um, as we enter the season of, of Lent, this is Shrove Tuesday, we think about our Lenten fast. Uh, this is really what we want to do in Lent is a, let the moral law fully expose the places where we haven't loved as we ought. And that will be our good confession. And then let the grace of forgiveness and 
the new measure of the Holy Spirit we receive from God lead us into love more. And our love will never be perfect to uh, that, that love uh, that, that we receive our repentance and faith and renewal begin to manifest outward to others. Um, so I think that's, a, you know, is our um, colic for quinquagesima, which we only get two days because we start Lent. It's good colic that, that poured into our hearts, that excellent gift of charity or love. Incidentally, that word charity comes from the um, Latin caritas, which translated the Greek agape. And one of the arguments for holding on to that word is that love in our language often has a, a, a sort of sentimental idea of just it whereas charity is the theological virtue agape uh caritas love is the love that comes from god the love that that loves fully the purified with pure motive um and that's we're aiming for it to grow in during the season of lent so a few thoughts about that lessons today we'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort them, relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good with you all this morning for prayer. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.